Okay, what's going on, guys? And welcome to a brand new episode of Energize. Today, we have a very special guest on the show. We have the most handsome man from Limerick, 2019 Ireland champion and Rugby Sevens Irish sensation, the heartthrob, Greg <laughs> O'Shea. Greg, <laughs> welcome to the show, man. Cheers, that's some intro. There's going to be a lot of Limerick class to, to debate about the good-looking title, but I'll take it. It took, yeah, well, it took us about an hour to write that down. Do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> no, Greg, that's that's straight off the cuff. Don't mind that. Don't mind that. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's one of those things where... That's going, to be, that's going to be my Instagram bio now. There you go. There we go, Greg. Yeah. Greg, first there we all, have it. Limerick's Greg, most handsome man. <laughs> first of all, where are, you, where are you now, Greg? I'm actually in my family house in Limerick. Uh, so I came back here because of everything that's going on with the coronavirus. But usually I live in Dublin. You usually live in Dublin, yeah? Well, whereabouts? Are you north side or south side? Uh, south side, Dundrum, right beside the shopping centre. So it's a good location. Yeah, that's oh, nice. You get all your gear there. Yeah. 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 Wait, where about you, base? You on the north side? North yeah. side. The real dubs, you know? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Proper dubs, so. <laughs> uh, you better believe it. You better believe it. Proper dubs. <laughs> yeah, but Greg, how how are you like? Obviously, you're an athlete. How are you keeping active during this coronavirus going now? Uh, so yeah, it's a bit crazy, man. Especially with the Olympics being uh, postponed now, and that, that was kind of the big target for the sevens team. Uh, so it's kind of all a bit crazy, but it's crazy for everyone, every team across the world. Yeah. So basically, what's been done is we've been sent out a training program to get done, and we're doing double sessions uh, every day. So it's as if we're we're training away, but uh, we're all doing it by ourselves. I actually went and bought an, uh, an assault bike today, so I'm, I'm a, I won't be stuck for something to do. Yeah, good man, yeah. Uh, obviously, we, we, we can't like, get into things without talking about love on it, right? But like, you must be used to this sort, of, <laughs> this sort of lockdown situation as well. So it's probably not yeah. as bad on you than it is other people, you know? It's actually scary how funny, how like, similar it is, the situation right now. Like, we used to just get up. I only did two weeks from now, but we used to just get up, shower, get changed and then go out the back garden like for the whole day so the only thing that's missing is cameras yeah. and obviously yeah. a lot of girls walking around in their bikinis uh, <laughs> unfortunately like unfortunately man unfortunately yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Greg, I, I actually think you hold the record of being in Love Island for the shortest amount of time and winning it how does that feel? oh man it's crazy I don't, I don't think there's been a winner that hasn't been there since day one and me just to swoop in at the end and, uh, and win it with a uh, with was incredible and I, I feel like the luckiest man in the world like you couldn't write that stuff and I think the Irish really got behind it as well because it was just so funny like I had my, my uh, farmer's tan and uh, everything like that so it just worked out and it was funny very lucky man yeah uh, one, thing I wanted, one thing I wanted to say right when I saw, first saw you go on the show I was like he just seems like an actual lad there was there were, you, you could tell you weren't putting anything on or it was actually just quite refreshing and also being Irish as well like and having more on the show as well it just made the whole country really zone in on it yeah I think that's the great thing about Irish people is that they get behind no matter what's going on as long as the people are Irish like you could be playing badminton in the middle of Africa somewhere and because you're playing for Ireland you'll be supported by your people like you know yeah. um, so myself and Maura flying the flag got on really well and I say it to everyone they're like how did you win it like and I'm like any fella from like any of my mates, any Irish lad could have gone in, it would have been the same story. Like it's just kind of the way we are. And I think I contrasted with the English lads a lot in that sense, and uh, people just kind of related to me and, and ended up working. So very lucky, man. 
Yeah, because we're, yeah, well, friends, we're friends with people with some of your teammates on this Rugby Sevens, like uh, Ian and Jordan, and like we were watching their stories yeah. during the during like the countdown for you winning, and they were just shouting you out so much. Like everyone got really excited. It was cool. Yeah, yeah, they're some of my best mates now in the team, um, and that's the greatest thing about the Sevens team is that we're all mates outside the rugby. Um, but they all had an unbelievable time. Like I think they went into Zico or D two or somewhere in Dublin and just had a huge party, literally. All my friends from school, from rugby, from home. <laughs> it's like, I wish I was there. They're having a better time than I am. Um, I'm glad I could do it for, for them and for the country. Yeah. How do you feel about like, being recognised everywhere? And like, just like, obviously in your social media, absolutely like blow up. You know what I mean? Like, you have over a million Instagram followers. You made them, yeah. you made them people who pay so much money to actually have them. I know. It's probably wasted on me, to be honest. Because I am crap at social media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're just being yourself. It just comes. Well, that's the thing, yeah. And the, the funniest part that people don't realize is when I decided not to keep dating Amber, I lost 400,000 followers within like a couple of days. Like, it was crazy. <laughs> Think about that. Like, put that in context. That's like four full club parks all going unfollow. Yeah, but they were doing for that Amber content. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So it's all a bit, uh, it's all great. And it's, and it's kind of brought opportunities to me that I would have never had before. Um, but I'm definitely not going to get ahead of myself because it can all be taken away from you straight away. And the lads are making sure of that as well. No, I'm sure you're okay, so I, I, I heard Amber lost 401,000 followers. So like, jokes on her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you see, like when you went on, like a lot of us, like we were like, who in Ireland could actually go on it? Because obviously, the year before Rob Lipsett was on it, uh, I think he was the first yeah. person on it, and then like uh, obviously Mora as well. But then, like, you're an actual athlete, like that came like as a total left, like a curveball. No one expected that, you know? Yeah, it was a weird one. I was actually supposed to win at the start of the whole series, the series but it didn't work out because I had rugby commitments. Um, so I said no, and then they came back again and asked me to go in at week six. And I said no, because I still couldn't do it with rugby commitments. And they came back again being like, if we push the deadline, will you come in at the end? Um, so it was on the third try that they finally got me to go in. And uh, it, it just worked out well, man. So people don't really know that story. That I'd actually said no twice, and I ended up winning the thing. So <laughs> Treat the mean, keep the team. That's it, yeah. It works in every way, life. I'm sure. I'm sure some people. I'm sure some people watching now would like love to go on the show. You know, what I mean, whether it be for the right or wrong reasons. How, how did you actually end up on it? And like, who who did you sign up, or did someone approach you? No, they actually got onto me on Instagram. So there's kind of three ways you can get on the show. There's yeah. they find you on social media. They find you like walking around the streets and like restaurants or shops or something. Or you can apply yourself. Um, so they got onto me on Instagram and asked me would I go for the interviews. And, and it worked out. So I say there's a lot of kind of people looking at it now, Irish people being like, geez, I might have a crack off that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but so I say, yeah, definitely. I think it's a great opportunity. I think an it's approach a big risk, seems the main, the, main, the main thing to get on to the show really, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, like people like Ovi and Anton, they both applied themselves and they ended up, look at them now, like so. Yeah, but I do, there are applying their works as well. Yeah, yeah. Ovi's ridiculous. Especially <laughs> Ovi, yeah, with the basketball, yeah. Yeah, he's brutal at bacon, yeah. What's that? He's brutal at bacon. He was on the Great British Bake Off and he was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. He, <laughs> <laughs> he's so mad to bake. He does with everything now. He's a legend. Yeah, yeah sure, sure. I think he wants to get on one of those shows. You can sort of get on any of the shows. You know what I mean? So, yeah, like, I, I think. Ball keeps rolling and then it, 
the thing is, it's all about like staying relevant, I suppose, and uh, and that's why I kind of wasn't my style to move to London and be in that celebrity lifestyle. And I'm happy yeah. here, my little bubble in Ireland, kind of doing my own thing, you know. Maybe that maybe uh, that's the Limerick was, boy of you kicking in, you know. Yeah, probably. Probably is. Huh? Oh, so you're doing a good bit of work with RT. Are you still doing a bit of work with RT? Yeah, so luckily enough, 2FM gave me a gig uh, as, as a presenter straight away when I came out of the villa. And like I had zero radio experience, so that was throwing me straight in the deep end. <laughs> and it worked out well because <laughs> Dear and Gary basically ran the show and I just kind of supplemented her. And I really enjoyed it. And the listenership went up by like 7,000 and stuff, so it was great. Um, and then, yeah, Owen came back and uh, I was grand. Then I got a gig with Virgin Media and TV. Learned all the ins and outs of that, like reading all the queue and certain questions and all this stuff, which is all alien to me, but it's a great experience. Yeah. Um, I say you prefer really the TV over the radio so you can get up later. Yeah, that's it. You can look at it back, yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't really know what the plan is for me. I kind of had the rugby and I'm, I've been given a taste of TV and radio now. So, and I also have a law, which I was always a long-term plan to become a solicitor. So I don't know where I'm going, what I'm doing now, but plenty of options. Yeah. Jeez, you've got a lot of me. Greg O'Shea is a total package. Beauty, brains, and the looks. Well, I said beauty. Yeah, you're so good looking half side twice. <laughs> oh, Greg, man. Very yeah, good. Greg, uh, before we move into Ruby, I just want to say, did you, obviously this season's Love Island, there was actually no Irish people on it. Do you, like, what do you make of that? Because like, you won it, and Mora was probably the biggest story on the show. So you would have thought they'd be yeah. looking for more Irish people, you know? Yeah, Maura was the biggest character to come out of the show. Like, and, yeah. and then I obviously went in it, so that was very for the Irish, and we were the only two Irish on it. Um, and I, it actually baffles me that ITV didn't put an Irish person into the winter one, just because it's obviously a certain formula there, do you know? Yeah. Um, but maybe they're saving them all for this summer's one. And yeah, I didn't really get to watch much of the, the winter one that's gone because I was traveling with the rugby so much. But um, yeah, I, I, but I from her, but I, yeah, yeah, I can't have an opinion on it now. But what I heard is that there should have been some Irish mixed in there to 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 bring a bit of drama and a bit of excitement. Yeah, Jordan, yeah, or even just a bit of general banter, and it's just general banter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, obviously, when you came back, you got straight back into the rugby. Like, it was that hard to get back into? Yeah, well, I it was always my plan no matter what happened like I thought I was only going into Love Island for maybe two three days be hilarious I'll get kicked out and be a good story with the lads but I kept going on <laughs> kept going kept winning and, uh, and then but I was always in the back of my I have to get back home for training like I have, I'm trying to get to Tokyo 2020 trying to get to the Olympics um, so I'm always going home training and even though I won it I had to go to the ITV I was like, look, I have to get home. Like, I'm training. So yeah. I came back and got, got stuck into that. And a lot of people kind of gave out to me being like, you're throwing away the golden ticket. Like, you, you made it. You had the celebrity life. But it just didn't sit right with me. And I'm happier now. And even though the Olympics have been postponed, I probably look like a bit of a muppet. But look, no, man. you got a yeah. happy decision, you know? Do what yeah, you have follow your dreams. dreams. Yeah, exactly. You can't, the Olympics, you yeah. get that, not many people can say that they went there and represented the country. So, like, that's obviously way more valuable than walking, being on a magazine, like, you know? Well, that's it. That's what I was thinking as well. I think Irish people yeah. can't that, but I, the, some people over in the UK didn't really like what I did, but sure it's done now. I'm sure, I'm sure there's, like, people sitting there being like, can you not just miss the train and go play the match later? You know what I mean? I'm sure some people yeah. are like, you don't play sport, like, they don't get it. You know what I mean? 
No, I can't understand it, yeah. And, um, like, hopefully you will uh, be, be on the plane for Tokyo 2021. Uh, will we see uh, Greg with the Olympic tattoo? Oh, get the rings. 100%. 100%, that's all we talk about. You have to get oh, yeah? the tattoo if you go. Like. True, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it seems like everyone who's ever gone to the Olympics has that tattoo. Yeah, 100%. There's only a small group of people, so I suppose if you're able to... Where are you going to get a tattoo bug now? Uh, right across the forehead. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Very Irish. Very Irish, man. Yeah. Come here, come here Greg. Yeah, exactly. uh, I, I want to get into rugby now, right? So basically, how, like, who were you playing for first? And then how do you even get involved with the sevens? Because sevens uh, wouldn't be a, like a big, like, a, like the main thing that people would look at, really. Because obviously, look at the 15s, the senior team. So it, it was, yeah. It's a, yeah. How did you get into it? Very interesting. Yeah, so I played rugby my whole life. It was kind of my whole family are really obsessed with rugby, and they're big. Shannon RFC is my t- team in Limerick, so I was always going to play regardless. And then I was doing athletics internationally for a few years, but then Munster came along and offered me a contract, but I obviously had to drop athletics to take that. So I was like, of course, it's my first love. I'm going to do rugby. Yeah. What age was with Munster? Just coming out of school, so okay. what, age, what age is that? 17, 18? 17, 18, yeah. 18, maybe? Um, did four years with I went all the way through their academy system, and then I had a bad accident. I went to visit an ex-girlfriend of mine in New York, and I was cycling along in a bike, and I fell off, and I lacerated my Achilles, so I just like cut my Achilles in two, and my leg was completely ruined. Like Terrible, terrible situation. Um, so Munster thankfully gave me another year to kind of rehab my leg, but I never really got back to where I was before. Yeah. So what, what position were you as well? I was a winger. You were a winger, okay. Winger. Yeah. You don't so, know he was called Lightning O'Shea, no? Who? <laughs> Lightning O'Shea on the wing. Lightning O'Shea, that's me, yeah. <laughs> I back in the day. When I got into the sevens team, I realised I'm not actually that fast. I'm just faster than normal people, but my God, people like Jordan... And Terry yeah. Kennedy, they are some of the fastest people I've ever come across. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, so. it's, a, it's a totally different sport, though, isn't it? It's, it's crazy to see it. Like, you see, like, the Kenyans who, like, I'd love to see them string a 15-man team together. But when it comes to the sevens, like, they're actually very good. And it, it suits other countries a lot better uh, to play the yeah. sevens than the 15s. Yeah, it's... The level we're trying to play at the International World Series level, it's essentially a different sport, man. Like it's just the level of running. Like we're basically sprinting for seven minutes at a time, and it basically, if you're a big athlete with some sort of ball skills, your your sevens will probably be suited to you. Where like fifteens is much more tactical and like kicking the ball into the corner and doing a mall and lineups, all that stuff. You don't get that in the seven. Sevens is more crack, and it's just try time all the time. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then how did you eventually get picked up by the Irish team to join the sevens? Yeah, so in that last year, um, after I was rehabbing my leg and trying to get back, um, I just didn't really get back into the into match fitness, and they were handing out contracts for the senior team, and there was the likes of Zebo, Earl, Sweetnam, Alex Wooden, all these lads. So the sevens picked me up, and uh, thankfully they did, and then I transitioned into that team and. Just went off from there and we're qualified for the World Series now. Yeah. Unbelievable. Great journey. Yeah, it's a great journey. I moved to Dublin to pick up that contract then. Even though like the Sevens isn't financially beneficial in any way, it's more the lifestyle and you get to travel the world and see the world with your mates and it's a really enjoyable game. So 
I'm delighted they picked me up. And um, I'd nearly, even like someone came in for a 15s contract now and offered it to me, I'd probably still play sevens, to be honest. Yeah. Is there enough money in it to uh, sort of live up in Dublin or do you have to be doing your other stuff? Like, are the other lads working full-time elsewhere or what way is yeah, it work? No, no you, there's not enough money to, to be living in Dublin, but everyone, we kind of just supplement our, our income with other stuff going on. So I'm very lucky that I have other gigs. But before that, I was going to work in a law firm to supplement my income. And other lads are like physios, there's videographers, a lot of lads are in college guys picked up part-time work so it's very similar to Gaelic players in that you train full-time but then have other work to to make some money do you know yeah but you do do a lot of traveling around the world to play this game as well so like are you, are you even in Ireland that often no not really we kind of travel for two weeks every month um from November to June so it's a great way to see the world yeah that's mad we just came yeah. back yeah so we did so there's 10 legs around the world and you go to places like Dubai Singapore Cape Town LA, Sydney, it's it's amazing. Uh, places you probably never travel unless you like purposely wanted to go there, like. And now we're getting brought to to play rugby, so it's a great. And way did to the RFU fund that trip then? Yeah. Yeah. So World Rugby paid for the flights and the accommodation, and then everything else that's needed, like gear and all that. All your few paid for, like. So um, you don't put your hand in your pocket when you're away. So it's it's a very good thing to do. Um, it's a very good gig, and and I'll try and, try and play it for as long as I can. But yeah. um, how many how many people it, are actually in that team that travel together? Uh, there's 13 lads get brought on tour, 12 lads play, so traveling reserve, and then there's only about 20 of us in the whole squad. Okay, that's like the manager and the coaches and stuff, and physios. And in, ter- yeah. in terms of the sevens, just for people who don't watch sevens, try and like sum up the game in terms of like forwards and backs and what way that works, because like the scrums are sort of funny looking. Yeah, so the sevens, <laughs> sevens rugby is literally what it says in the tin. There's seven players on each team, and it's broken down into three forwards, a scrum half, and a three backs. And um, it's simple, so like an out half, a centre, and a winger, and just two props and a hooker, and the scrum half. It's so simple, and it's the same rules, but because there's less people on the pitch, any time that someone makes a mistake, it's a try. Like, do you know what I mean? So that's why it's so entertaining for people. And what happens is there's games just repeatedly coming out every 40 minutes there's a game so like what happens is everyone just fills the stands goes on the piss and just watches games whenever they want it there's just rugby happening in the middle of a park place yeah so it's like a rugby blitz it's exactly like a rugby blitz is what it is just on a bigger scale yeah so sometimes when you're watching it it's almost it's closer to rugby league than it is closer to rugby union because like just the lack of rooks you know what i mean like yeah. once someone gets tackled like you know what i mean it's not far off Roll the ball through your legs and, and get going again. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's so fast. And that's why it's really entertaining. So that's why people don't, when they finally get to watch it, they're like, oh, this is a bit of crack. Like, and my, my sisters and my mother love watching because it's only quick games and they don't have to sit around for 80 minutes. You know? <laughs> when can we expect to come to Ireland? Because obviously it's in the, all the luxury places around the world. But uh, can they do it on a rainy day in Dublin? Yeah, so we're, we've always talked about because we're on the World Series now, if you try and get a leg in Dublin. And and there was talks about having the Olympic qualifier for Tokyo in Dublin as well. Um, But that never came about with everything that's going on at the moment. Um, So hopefully down the line, I think Dublin would be great. People would definitely flock to it for the weekend and be an event to go to and support the Irish. So hopefully down the line, we can get one here. It will be, man. Yeah, because the Kinsale Sevens is massive, uh, obviously down in Kinsale. Uh, yeah. I, I assume you've you've been there like that that seems to be like one of the sessions of the year some people might call yeah, yeah so it would be like really an international version 
that. Like, so I made so much fun. Of it. I I feel like uh, the Kintail Sevens is almost like a, a festival in itself. Yeah. Funny enough, I've never actually been to Kinsale Sevens myself, which is which is such a sin. Oh my god, Greg! I'll have to get down there this year. Oh, I've actually never been either, but like oh, I've seen the photos, <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen the videos, but like, press you play for Ireland, so like your excuses are much worse I than mine. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll both go this year, so. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go together. Where's my invite, man? Yeah. No, you didn't uh, get invited, I'll be on Love Island. <laughs> I'll be on Love Island like that time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. grand. You babysit for me. Yeah. Well, uh, also, Greg, like you've obviously been keeping a key eye on the the senior team as well in the Six Nations. Well, what to sort of make of how the transition from Joe Schmidt to Andy Farrell has been? Yeah, it seems like the change of personnel in coaching has just sparked something new in the lads. And that's not saying that Joe Smith um, ran out of steam and wasn't a good coach. I think Joe Smith is one of the best coaches in the world. It's yeah. just after years and years of the same stuff, you know, change is good. It just kind of re-energizes people. I think that's what happened with boys. Oh, energize. Ah. Hey. And the boys just got behind uh, the, the newfound coach and it worked out well. And unfortunately, Six Nations didn't finish, but there was some great stuff there. Yeah, would you be... I'll schedule to finish in October. It's, it's supposed to be in October, yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, would you be very good friends with the players? Because obviously you train in the same facilities. Yeah, I know a lot of them, um, just from playing up the ranks, like the 18s, 19s, early under 20s. Um, so I played with the likes of Stockdale and Joey Carberry and Gary Ringos and all those lads. And just from being around Blanchardstown, our training facilities, the other few buildings, we always see the lads. So everyone's very friendly and uh, it's, a, it's a tight-knit group out there. Yeah. Who's your favourite? Who's <laughs> 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 my favourite out of the 15s? That's a great question. Uh, it has to be Murray, oh, doesn't it? Monster Man. Murray would probably be up there just because he's from Limerick, went to the same primary school. He's a nice lad. Like, you know, I just kind of can really relate to him and that we kind of had the same upbringing and he's just gone becoming the best players in the world. Like, but I, 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 we, we had the same kind of upbringing, you know? Yeah. Well, it's Eves. Are you allowed to still talk to him now? Zeeves <laughs> <laughs> is, is a good lad. He, he messaged me now and again. Um, I was only a young nipper in Munster when he was Simon Zeebo. And uh, he used to always kind of joke around with me, have little chats and stuff. And um, he's, he's a good lad. But seems to be smashing it over in wrestling now. Yeah, yeah he does, yeah. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Obviously, you, you've definitely felt the backlash of the internet. And like, um, don't you worry. The Irish team are getting like, talked about so much during the World Cup. Do you think that was actually really, first of all, getting to them or, or they're even noticing it? Yeah, they noticed it somewhat, but just because, man, you can't get away from social media. That's nowadays. the thing. That's the thing, yeah. Really if can't. you try to avoid it, you're going to see it everywhere. Um, so it would have, they would have known about it, but because like, the team would be so tight, it wouldn't have got to them really mentally, I don't think. They'd be so focused on their own game plan and what they're trying to do that uh, it wouldn't reflect. And they're such top professionals like you know it would take a lot to rattle in now um, it would be brilliant the other day as well like it's actually it's such cool crack watching the Irish like the Six Nations having a point again yeah. and just enjoying it like it's great <laughs> yeah they're on on their day they're one of the best teams in the world like so great great set of lads yeah, yeah they could definitely be anyone on their day um, so they have done uh, on previous yeah. occasions so it would yeah, be, exactly. be exciting to see them uh, take on uh, who's left Italy at home and then France and see if we can uh, get another another Six Nations under our belt. Yeah, they're still in the running to win the thing, so fingers crossed. They boys keep training over this 
this uh, self-isolation period and are in shape to win it. If there's anything you would sort of mix up or change or try different dynamics for the team, what would you, what would you like, focus on? Um, I don't know if I change much, man, to be honest. Like, um, I'd love to see uh, Joey Carberry back playing fit again because I think him just in the squad and maybe put him on the bench and he can come in at 15 or come in at 10, he'd just bring that injection of like flair and, and speed with maybe 20, 30 minutes to go. I think that would be a good addition. But um, another one would be get Dan Levy back because he, he's just a tackling monster and he be an unbelievable seven to go around the pitch. Um, but other than that, I think they're in, a, in good shape, man. And they just need to keep doing what they're doing and under the new coach, Andy Fair. Yeah, and another one. Who would you pick from that team? to join you on the sevens for the Olympics <laughs> if you can actually, only pick one if you can only pick one we, we always try we always have this uh, joke in our sevens team being like, like if the fifth put together a sevens team would they be able to beat us <laughs> and, and they're like I'm like geez, it depends who they'd pick now like but it's nearly a different sport at the level we're trying to play mm-hmm. but if we could bring one fella across it would be well, either no, I'd probably, man, it'd be probably Jordan Larmer or Keith Earl. It's one of those two. Oh, Larmer's steps are flying them. Yeah. I'd say one on one, that guy's on, they're both undefendable one on one. Like, so imagine putting them on the seventh field and giving them so much space. Yeah, but just Keith Earl. Oh, I actually know Keith Earl. unbelievable. Yeah, his, his never say die attitude is something just, that it just, it's oh, Ireland in a nutshell, really. Though. Yeah, and he just keeps getting older. He keeps getting better. Like, <laughs> so yeah. it's so weird. Yeah, he's Mr. Consistent as well. Like, he, like from, the first minute of the game to the eighth minute of the game, like you're getting a hundred percent focus and concentration. And I almost think he's actually underrated still, despite how good he is. And like he's one of the first names of the team sheet. Yeah, like if there was a Lions tour coming up this summer, like Erzy would definitely be in it for me. I just think his his attitude and how he plays every time hmm. is incredible. That's actually a good uh, shoot there. Uh, do you think the Sevens should have a Lions team as well? <laughs> that would be that would be something else. Now. That'd be yeah, some special. Yeah, it would be tough now between us and the the three nations, three British nations. So, um, we'd get a fo- couple heads in there for sure. Yeah, yeah, but you'd have to play like Fiji, um, Samoa. Uh, like the 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 yeah. dominance in sevens is different to the dominance in uh, in the fifteens. Yeah. South Africa are pretty good actually, to be fair. At sevens and obviously at fifteens, they won the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. Is there definitely? Yeah. Before we sort of wrap things up, what what else needs to be done by the Irish sevens teams to just for the qualifications uh, before the Olympics? So there was supposed to be, and it still it hasn't been rescheduled yet, but I presume it will be because the Olympics has been postponed. But there was supposed to be a qualification tournament for the Olympics in June um, for the last spot in the Olympics, but uh, don't know when that's going to happen. It will probably all just be pushed to twenty twenty one. It will probably be June twenty twenty one, and if we win that tournament. We're into, we get the last spot in the Olympics. So we're in the run and we're definitely one of the favourites. But fingers crossed we can get there. Yeah, man. Hopefully for you. You deserve it. Yeah, thanks, bud. No worries, man. Yeah, man. We'll, we'll be cheering you on from uh, wherever, wherever we are. From Love, from Love Island. Uh, yeah, from Love Island. <laughs> <laughs> but, You're uh, definitely employed, man. <laughs> we applied for Big Brother. <laughs> big Brother. Yeah. yeah, but like I'm doing my own Big Brother right now on this, in this apartment. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Greg, uh, Ross, do you have anything else to say before we wrap things up? No, Greg, just want to say um, thanks a million. It's not very often you get to speak to a Love Island champion and uh-huh. Irish rugby legend. Uh, <laughs> thanks a million for coming on the show. And uh, look, for anyone who's watching at home, make sure you give us an L, thumbs up, 
uh, hit subscribe. And Greg, we need you to stay energized. Yeah, stay energized. Thanks very much for having me, lads. Appreciate it, gentlemen. Cheers, lads. Cheers.